The Spatial Jam, an Esri UK podcast. Make your day-to-day job just so much easier. Charts and pro are just on a different level. Many people don't know it's there, it's, it's quite hidden away. Hello and welcome back to The Spatial Jam podcast. Today's episode is all about RGS Pro. We'll be covering some of our favourite features, hidden gems and also some tips just in case it's not going quite to plan. I'm Beth and today I'm joined by Eleni and Alistair avid users of Arc Pro. So let's kick things off. Eleni, what's the best thing about using Arc Pro? Oh, a lot of things at the moment. One of my favourite things about Arcgis Pro is its wide support for a number of different data formats. It's not just, you know, the usual shape files or file databases that that Pro supports. It's a wide variety of data now. So things like CAD data, uh, LiDAR, um, a huge amount of data sets that is natively read. So that's opened up a, a huge range of opportunity and possibility for users. Yeah, that's so true. And Alistair, what's, what's your favourite thing about using Pro? As well as the application, you know, some of the features within the application itself, I think one of the big things is how well it then integrates with the wider ArcGIS system. So if you're working with uh, web services, whether you're preparing and publishing them or you're working with a mixture of data coming from a web service and also maybe some local stuff that's on a file geodatabase or a direct database connection. Within that desktop environment, you have the same kind of ease of ease of use of, of that web content as you would if you were working in Portal. So that integration with Portal and the ability to look at what's in the portal, find the web service that you want to bring in to your map, or even um, kind of going out beyond your own content uh, and reaching out and, and pulling things in from places like the Living Atlas, as well as it then being easy to prepare data within Pro for publishing through into the uh, web as well. Yeah, for me, I think that usability aspect is really important. When thinking back using ArcMap, you normally had to know where you needed to look to find the tool that you wanted to use with Arc Pro. I find it's a lot more user-friendly, especially for brand new users. The ribbon interface for me just makes a lot more sense. I do remember though, switching from ArcMap over to Arc Pro, it was all a bit like, oh my God, where's everything gone? It's all really very different. But I found I quickly got used to it. So you know, if we've got listeners out there that are you know, worried about making that switch or you've just changed over, um, I'd say it really does get easier as time goes on and, and you'll wonder how you ever worked Without it, I think, you know, going, going back to art map, you kind of like, oh God, where, where have all the buttons gone again? Yeah, I've had that same thing, Beth, of, you know, making the jump, getting used to where everything is in Pro, finding it a lot more direct. Some of the, the ways that you access information in Pro, uh, you know, fewer clicks to get there. Not so many right clicks, a lot of right clicks in art map. <laughs> if you're new to either, then it, it, people are picking it up quicker, I think. Yeah, definitely. And that's a key part, I think, of, ArcGIS Pro is that they've recognised with with ArcMap, although it was all sort of one workflow, you had to have open potentially ArcMap, ArcCatalog, ArcScene to do a number of different things. And now with ArcGIS Pro, it's just all within that one application. So it just makes it a whole lot easier to work with data. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned 3D there, Eleni. I think that's one of those interesting things where whether or not you have 3D data and whether or not you think you need 3D, suddenly you have the choice. You know, if all your data is two-dimensional data, you have the option you know, to flip your view. You, 
and then you can see your two-dimensional data within a three-dimensional landscape and that that can be quite useful and, and kind of open things up in a different way as well without having to go and find an obscure uh, piece of software that you can't remember the <laughs> name of <laughs> yeah and beth i think you mentioned as well about arches pro the the ribbons and how it just makes sense and one of the things that i've really enjoyed myself working with arches pro is not just the usability factor everything's in one place but it also recognizes what data formats you're working with so if you're working with cad the ribbon shows you cad tools to work with that cad information so georeferencing tools it knows what you're working with and so in that sense it's also guiding users to perform the right workflows rather than kind of getting stuck they bring the data in it's like okay what next yeah, I'd actually completely forgotten about the contextual menus. Obviously, I use them all the time, but you forget that, that, that it's a feature that we just didn't have before and that they are so useful. You just kind of get ingrained in what you're doing. Um, so having a think about you know, how you actually use Art Pro on a day-to-day -day basis, I mean, how do you make your life easier in terms of you know, setting it up so that every time you open up a project, it's ready for you to use and you don't need to read it all your settings every time for example you know what what are those things that you do to make your life easier um i suppose you know everybody has their own preference about where they position things and people have their own idea about about where in the screen space they want some of those key kind of tool panes to be but for me i actually use it uh, with some on either side so i have um the it's not called the layers pane it's got a different name content pane uh, on the left and then the the symbology pane I have docked with the with that. So if I'm setting up new data, I can quickly flip between the two, um, and that's one of the things I quite like. But it, it's completely customizable. You can mix it around. You can set it up the way that you want. Yeah, I would completely agree with you, Alistair. On those Arches Pro allows you to come kind of be completely flexible in that sense and move panes around. And one of the other things that I found really useful in terms of making it work for me and making it easier um, to get set up is setting default um, geodatabases and default toolboxes and default saving locations for data. You can do that very easily in the Arches Pro options. And it just means that every time you open up a new project or you start some new work, everything's there ready for you to go and you can even go as far as setting the coordinate system what base map you want and what layers you want as that kind of default template so you're not having to start start from scratch every time which is yeah made my life a lot easier yeah and the other nice thing on that Eleni, is that there's some different ways of doing it you mentioned going into the options and setting the, the settings in there and one of the ones i did fairly early on was change the default base map from because it picks up your connection to a portal it defaults to using the default map for the that's a lot of defaulting uh, the default map <laughs> for the portal as your default in pro and actually i didn't want it to be that i wanted it to, to kind of use a different one with, with things like folder connections you can favorite them um so in the same way that i would i've kind of done previously with things like projections i've got favorite projections i have two bng and uh, web mercator but you can favorite folder connections um, the other thing that you can do is with Pro, you have a project. So every time you kind of start a new piece of work, you're creating a project, you can actually set up a project template. So you can have a project template that includes 
database connections. It includes folder connections to key folders. You can include styles into it. You can include layouts as well, which is quite a kind of key thing. And then every time you create a project, all of those things arrive already there. You can even have a map. You can have a kind of, you know, if, if there's a, a sort of standard part starting place for all of your mapping, then mm-hmm. you could have that as part of your project. I think a really nice part of that as well is that you could package it up and share it with your team or others within your organization. So if you want everyone to be starting from that same point, you can share that with them to make sure, you know, you are all using the same base map to start off with. It's in the right projection. You've got the right folder connections and things like that. So that's really useful. And in terms of things that I didn't spot straight away with Pro, there's a quick launch bar at the top that um, has a few commands in it and put things up there as well. So I ended up adding um, the geoprocessing tools because I, it always took me a couple of minutes to remember which of the ribbons I needed to go to and find where to open the, the geoprocess pane. So I've added that as one of my uh, quick launches. Oh, that's such a good idea, Alistair. I think I'll be doing that as well and actually really customising that ribbon because there's so many tools in Archers Pro that I will probably never use. Just getting rid of anything that I don't need for my own workflows streamlines that a lot more. And I think one of the other things that I've noticed when you open up Archers Pro for the first time, right on that front page, um, I think beginning from about 2.7, there's a whole list of helpful uh, documentation links and training links. So quite often users starting with Archers Pro, they're presented with those first time um, and then can get the help that they need. Talking about um, documentation, if you're a fan of uh, using quick keys and uh, for shortcuts for things, there is a document that has all of the, the shortcuts. If you're somebody who's good at remembering them, then I think that can speed up your workflow quite a bit. I'm just, I'm just not one of those people. can't even remember my <laughs> telephone number. I'd completely forgotten about quick keys. With any piece of software, we've all experienced it, where something maybe isn't running as smoothly as when you first installed it. Have you got any tips on you know, how to keep Arc Pro running that little bit more smoothly? I would say definitely check out the sort of core options on the um, options pane of Arches Pro. That's on the kind of settings uh, options. That One of the things that I found really, really useful is here you can actually set uh, different display uh, performance settings. Now, as default, Arches Pro will try and set itself to the highest performance setting. But what I've found is actually sometimes that's not needed. Sometimes I actually want a lower setting because it means that my data loads quicker. And that's just the case of the machine that I'm using. Mentioning some of those um, settings, uh, Ellen, and you mentioned 3D. And I think if you do find that you're starting to work with 3D data, then there are definitely some kind of other things to to watch for the quality setting is one of them so you can choose basically do you want things to draw fast but not look as good or do you want things to be rendered really well but that's going to take a bit of time there are also some other things that you can do you know we're all used to using scale threshold in a two-dimensional map to manage complexity and to manage draw times within 3d you have a similar mechanism but it works slightly differently it becomes about distance and it's distance from the viewer position to control that it might be that you don't need you know, all of the buildings or uh, pylons or whatever they are being rendered in glorious detail in the background because you can't really see them anyway. And again, I've found some of my projects were getting quite slow to open. And I realized that that's because I had three or four maps open and it's then trying to load those maps as you open the project. Closing some of your maps down before you 
or maps and scenes in particular, actually 3D scenes in particular, close them down before you, you exit the project and save because then next time you're not waiting for things to load that you're not going to use. And on that point, Alistair, um, what I think is also really useful, if you're going to keep a map open once you close a project, if you've got large data sets in there that are currently turned on, just turn them off so that once you're first loading up that project and that map comes on, you're not loading you know, all of the address points in Great Britain, for example, and you're having to sit there waiting for it or pausing it. And similarly to that, um, there are settings so that you can, when you bring in a new uh, layer or data set, it can either draw automatically as soon as you bring it in, or it can be default to be off and it won't automatically draw. If you're bringing in um, a national data set, if it's the first data set you're bringing in, it will zoom to the full extent of the data set and start drawing it, which can just make you, you know, it can slow everything down. So definitely recommend having that turned off as a default. That's a really good point as well, Beth. I think when you're adding a new data set to a new map for the first time, the coordinate system that that data set is in will mean that your map automatically changes to that as well, which means sometimes if your base map is in a different projection, then it does take a little bit longer to load. So if you're used to working in something like BNG, make sure that you've got, you know, default templates set up with BNG um, or vice versa if you're w working with more web Mercator uh, data sets, more sort of world data sets, then, then make sure that the base maps you're using are, are the right sort of coordinate system for the data that you're working with. So I think we've worked out uh, some of that housekeeping that we need to do to make sure it's, everything's running smoothly. But let's move on to the more exciting things. You know, what are our absolute favourite things about Arc Pro. Um, so Eleni, you know, what, what are some of your favourites? I'm actually going to jump straight into one of my favourite toolboxes <laughs> that was released with, uh, I believe it was 2.7 of Arches Pro. That's pretty niche, Eleni, going straight for a toolbox. Straight for a toolbox, not even a little, you know, small tool widget in Arches Pro, straight for the toolbox. <laughs> the toolbox in question is the Geo Analytics toolbox. Uh, and the reason being is um, this toolbox enables you to run a lot of the kind of spatial tools that you're used to working with. So things like joins, finding hotspots, aggregating information, but it does it in a way where it distributes um, the, the kind of load of, of that task across parallel tasks on your computer. So it means that it's working and analysing that data a lot more quickly. You get a result a lot more quickly. And I think the reason why this is one of my favourite toolboxes to come out is simply because I think we're all aware of the, the industry sort of trend at the moment. It's all about big data. Having a toolbox that is specifically designed to do that and to do it efficiently is just kind of changed the game for me. And it's really cool. You can tell instantly in Arches Pro if it is one of those um, tools that uses parallel tasks, it usually has a little symbol by it or it has the Spark Apache Spark symbol. And they are actually available in the advanced license for Arches Pro. So if you've got the advanced license, they're there ready for you to make use of. So definitely check them out. Alistair, how about you? Tricky one. Am I allowed two? You can have more than one, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have more than one. It's good. We could be here for a while then. Um, the geoprocessing history, I think, is a really nice feature that um, because Pro uses a project concept, your geoprocessing history now becomes saved as part of the project. So 
when you've worked on something for a while uh, and then you step away from it and you come back, you can go in and you can look at the geoprocessing history and you can see what you did to derive the layers that you're looking at. Um, I just I think that that kind of is a really nice encapsulation. Um, and you can even use that geoprocessing history to then, if you want to go on and, and create a model to automate some, you can actually add things from the history to the model. And not only does it add the tool, it carries over the same parameters. So you don't have to go back and, and kind of recopy your parameters and set those as well. And then the other one that I was going to mention, which came in, I think, in the most recent version, so in 2.8, they've added a, a quick search um, function at the top right corner. Um, so not only does this mean that you can search for a geoprocessing tools, which, I mean, that that's built into the toolbox and the way the toolbox works, it will also search commands. So if there's a command that you can't, you haven't used for a while and you can't quite remember which bit of the ribbon it's on, you can just pop the text into the um, search window um, at the top and it will show you anything that, that matches that text. And so it will pull up commands and tools as well. So, yeah, even as a regular user of ArcGIS Pro, there are, there are bits that you forget where they live. And um, so it's a quick way of finding those. But as a new user, that would be just such a handy thing to have. Am I allowed to add one more? I really want to. <laughs> Definitely go for it, Eleni. <laughs> There's a few. A really, really nice addition to Arches Pro is the integration of Jupyter Notebooks, which I think for many users and for users who are used to maybe working with Python and Python libraries um, to be able to do spatial analysis or data engineering, being able to have that notebook integration with Arches Pro just makes things a lot more streamlined. And I think just to add another one onto that as well, separately, Alistair, you mentioned this the other day. I know you work with 3D data quite a lot. Um, the ability to have those linked views. Uh, so you can actually dock perhaps a 2D map and then the 3D view of that same data side by side. And then if you're moving or changing kind of scales on either side, then it will actually try and shift and it will keep those views linked. I think that's really important if you're working with quite complex data or maybe you want to overlay different um, information in the same area, being able to see those side by side really quickly is is just a really nice functionality that I've enjoyed using in ArcGIS Pro. And I think many people don't know it's there. It's, it's quite hidden away. So yeah, make use of it. <laughs> you mentioned using 2D and 3D and having a linked view so you're navigating the two together. You could even do it with 2D maps as well. So you could have two, you know, two 2D maps that are showing quite different data sets or whatever it might be. And rather than having to keep turning layers on and off to, to kind of flip between views or using a swipe or whatever, you could actually just have two maps that have those two different sets of information, use the synchronized view, and, and it becomes almost, I suppose, sort of a dashboard-like experience in terms of navigating the maps and interacting with them. And again, on that whole thing with multiple maps, if you're creating maps, if you want to add a layer from one map to another, you just copy, paste. It's that simple <laughs> now. Um, I really like that. You, know, you don't have to export the symbology or create a layer file. Glad you're so excited about copy and paste. <laughs> Who knew that would be one of your favourite features? It's small things that keep me happy. <laughs> I haven't even gone to the colour picker in the, uh, in the symbology tool yet. You can just pick a colour off, off your map that already exists. And you can copy colour codes. You can save colour codes. If you've created a custom color, you can save that to your um, style library. That's normally the kind of thing Sam would 
be popping up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I found here with everything that we've said so far is that a lot of these things are really small little functionality, um, you know, and it's 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 the things that make your life easier that you kind of you don't really notice them until you start thinking about it. You'd obviously notice it so much more if it was really annoying to use. And so it's just making that as as easy and as straightforward as possible to make, you know, make your day to day job just so much easier. You're right, Beth, about, you know, we've talked about some of those small things and, and they are what what make life easy for us. We haven't talked about the layout. So with Pro, you know, kind of one of the big changes is that you can have multiple layouts within a project. So you can have multiple maps, but you can also have multiple layouts. But within the layouts as well, I've used them a bit more recently and I've found them a lot more flexible to work with. Um, and so being able to do things like add different elements into your layout, it's really easy to control the order in which they're drawing. Um, you can rename the, the individual objects so it becomes kind of obvious which one's which. Kind of nice features like that and the way that layouts themselves work, as well as that ability to have multiple layouts so that the map, you know, you're, you're choosing a layout and a map and then you do your export and then you can export another map using that layout. And to support those, the other thing, I know I'm supposed to stop and, uh, <laughs> and kind of not go on forever, but charts, charts in Pro are just on a different level. Um, and there's something that with each release, we're seeing more and more come into those that charting capability. So not only can you create some really nice, clear, clean looking charts within Pro that you can include into your layouts, but those charts, they're starting to become interactive. So you can use them as a data exploration tool. So you can have a chart and a map and where you're selecting things on the chart, it's changing the selection on the map and vice versa. There's so, many, so much functionality we all need to go and try out. I think we'll be spending our afternoon doing that today. We've gone through a lot of different tips and tricks today, but Eleni, where can um, people go if they want to find out a little bit more about the things that they can do to, to help with their Arc Pro world? Beth, I mean, earlier you were mentioning all these, you know, small things that help us to work with geospatial data more easily in Archers Pro and help make our lives easier. I think one of the things that helped me get to that stage where I could find out all those nice little tools and nice little workarounds to make my life easier um, was doing the learning path, doing the Esri training online. It might not be relevant in terms of the use case that they're using in the in the learning path you know it might be something completely outside your domain if you follow those paths what you will pick up on are all those little tips and tricks so you know using linked views being able to use the quick search bar it will just get you used to working in that way which means that when you next open up a project to do your your work you're like oh yes i remember in that little learning path, they told us to do this. So I'm going to try that out. This, and then suddenly you're working a lot more quickly with your data, and you're able to produce results quicker. So, yeah, definitely check check out the learning path for Arches Pro online and the Esri training uh, learning path for Arches Pro. And the other thing with the, those learning paths, Ellen, is that yeah, you know, they're a great way to get started with some of the simple things, but they're also excellent for some of the advanced things. Um, not only do they show you how to use them, but they also provide you with um, the data that you need to try it as an example. So, um, you know, um, you know, something like machine learning, if you've never worked with a machine learning model, it will take you through what you need to do, but it will also provide you with the, 
some with some example data that you can try it out with, which you might not have. Um, not everybody has kind of high resolution imagery lying around <laughs> in their uh, desk drawer. Um, so. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other place that I think is really important to remember is the Esri community site. I I actually did a quick uh, look for top tips for coming on this, and somebody's created a section on the Esri community site that is. I can't remember what they called it, but basically ArcGIS Pro top tips. And there's some really nice ones in there, some really good ones. That's where I found out that I can uh, save custom colors. I'm a happy man. <laughs> so the great thing about the learning paths and the community and things like that is that you can dip in and out of them really easily. You know, some things are, you know, a quick search or, you know, a 15 minute video, something like that. But if you're the kind of person that needs to have the time and the space kind of dedicated to to learning something, then obviously we also have training courses as well which are really great for just taking that time out to really learn what you need to do so have a look at the learning services that we do offer as well if you do think you need that extra help and support to get yourself started or to even just take yourself further than than where you currently are so that's everything for today thanks for listening we'd love to hear what you think so please do get in touch at podcast at esruk.com and don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your chosen podcast channel it really does make a difference and we hope you'll join us again. The views of the presenters may differ from those of Esri UK. Okay, bye. Can I just do that? <laughs> <laughs>